access to the counties. Anybody rise for the Pledge of Allegiance? to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <laughs> call meeting order. Roll call. Hey, Mayor Westergaard. Yes. Frank. Yes. Lincoln. Yes. Wolfman. Yep. Beckman. Yes. Councillor Moeller will be absent tonight. She's ill. Public forum. No. Consent agenda. Any additions or corrections? No. Motion to approve. I'll make that motion. Second. Roll call. Thank you. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Holtman. Yep. Okay, city Administrative Report. Yep, couple, several things here for you. Um, just that we're going to start to work on that lead service line inventory. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Did you do public forum? Yeah. Isn't he here for public forum? I have no, I didn't say anything. Am I? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. He's About this, this fire department stuff? Yes. I say, I'm, I'm going to bring that up then too. Okay. But you should be talking away. Let's, we'll start off with that then. Let's, before we get into this other stuff, let's talk fire department. You want to do consent? Did we do consent already? Yep. Right by that one. <laughs> you voted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, um, the, the fire department has had issues this this weekend with with their equipment bus, and Dale is able to talk to, and then John's here I think to talk about that too. If you got to give a little update about where we're at with that equipment bus. Um, we had Danny Danny Blessing and son off tonight, and he ran a camera down there and found a burnt hole and piston, cylinder scorched. So we need an engine. So Dale's done some looking. Um, it's a fairly vital piece of our department over there. We currently have the necessities in the truck. We switched that over Saturday afternoon late. Some guys are carrying their gear. The other ones are just going to the station as of time being. But Jimmy said you had he had a motor maybe lined up or a couple of them. Dale's been working, I know, and. Um, yeah, so we found we found some motors, but we don't we haven't talked to anybody yet on it. And Denny gave us kind of an idea. It's thirty to forty hours to swap it out. Again, get, the bus has to be jacked up, motor has to come down, and then slid out. That's how the motors come out of a bus. We're looking at anywhere between eight and ten grand total, and that's a used motor. But that's the least. We're trying to do this cheap as we can. We talked about trying to. Resleeve that, but this motor that's in there is not resleevable unless you take it out, rehome the block, rebore the block to fit the sleeve in it, and then you completely rebuild the motor, and then you're talking into twenty thousand dollars. So, yeah, we actually seen the hole in the piston tonight. John and I were both there, and if we get lucky, one of the motors I found is in Prairie Chain, Wisconsin, used motor. And if we get lucky, Jimmy's up there solving Maybe he can pick it up and bring it back. But I think we kind of need the council to know and the city folks to know we got to do something and we, maybe this is what you know it's going to cost. Even though it's not on the agenda, we just need to kind of verbal move forward. We don't have much of a choice. No. Well, I think, I think we could get it on the backside when we put it up after we get the new one. 
Well, well, I don't think it's going to bring a dollar more. Don't you? Okay. I don't. That's my opinion. I'd be glad if we could, but because you're putting a used motor back in. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, it'd be different yeah. if we were putting a rebuilt motor in. Then you might. But we need to do something by. What's that? We need to buy a year and a half or two years yeah, without bus yeah. yet. Yeah. I did. I did also check with Bluebird today, and we're still looking at production June of twenty-four. Okay. So by the time they get it produced, June twenty-four, we see it in July. We got a couple months to bring it out yet. So you know, we're looking at for sure eighteen months that we need something. So yeah, we got to have. I would think the community would be behind it 100%. You got, you got to have it. Well, and I, Jimmy and I, when we talked Saturday, you know, we got money in the budget for equipment, but I don't know how much money's in our budget for the equipment expense, but it's still going to be done and we still going to get approval. So. But even if they tell you you're going to get it a year from now, they may not. Right. It could drag that in even further. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I know you can get by for a little while, but I wouldn't think you want to get by very long. Well, the worst part is, you, you understand it, but you know, one of the pieces of equipment that's got to stay on the bus is our thermal imaging camera because of the way it gets charged. So we've got to make sure someone grabs that off the bus each time. And you know, sometimes you never know what kind of fire call you're getting into until you're there. When the trucks are full, right? I'm sure. And they're usually, but they're never there when you want them. Well, Katie mentioned about getting more out of the bus. You know, what's it take to pull a motor 15 hours? Is, is it going to be sellable, the, the motor, you know, maybe the bus? Some of these companies want a core back. Oh. Well. So they're, the one that we're taking out, they're going to want back. Yeah. So yeah, you can, yeah. Denny figured between 30 and 40 hours to pull it, put it back in, and get everything going. Yeah. But if, just to pull it, you know, when you're done with that bus, you know, to resell the motor itself, for get recoup part of the money, right? We can sure you know, if it's it. it's eight nine thousand dollars for the motor, maybe you can get four thousand out of it, half of it. No, that eight nine thousand or eight to ten is total. With a used motor, is four to forty five hundred. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So that's what we found so far. Yep. And there's one I think I found one for seventeen fifty, but it needs a new camshaft. Besides <laughs> <laughs> motor, it's a five. It's a B five nine Cummins. 1989 12 valve, not a 24 12 valve. So if you find one, we're open. And it can't be out of a pickup because of the timing chain housing for the mounting of the accessories. So a bus or a truck. What was it again? B 5.9 12 valve. 1989. Well, yeah, I guess I'm just basically here because Jim's gone and they want somebody to speak saying this is what's going on. Oh, very good. Do we need a motion to proceed or you uh, just it's not an agenda item. Oh. Just just an understanding that they're gonna they're gonna proceed and we gotta gotta have a working bus. Right. Yeah. So yep, just uh, proceed we can because council sure can take action after the fact then too. <coughs> All right. Well, have a great evening. Hey, hey, you betcha. Good job. I'll sit on my chair now. <laughs> All right.
service going inventory. But just again, we so the city needs to inventory all of our water service lines and all of the structures, and this needs to be done by October of 24. So our first step that we would be taking is basically to send this uh, questionnaire out to, to everybody in their everybody at their home address. Uh, ask for their uh, help to identify what the material is uh, that's that's coming into their house. And really, that's all that they can look at is kind of what's the material coming into their into their water meter, and then kind of give best guess. So we get get information this way, and then the city does have to follow up, and uh, it will end up being lots of phone calls and personal visits to to people's homes in order to follow up with that and make sure that we adequately uh, um, come up with what this inventory is. Now it's, it is acceptable to say that you don't know what the material is, you know, but only, you certainly only want so many unknowns there. You don't want to turn in a, an inventory that has 80% unknowns. And that just raises some red flags. So this, this would be the first step. So these will go out to the, to the public here shortly and it's really just informational for you to if you get any questions, we encourage folks to uh, to figure out what their what their lines are made of, and that's you know it's difficult because the average homeowner may or may not know even what to look for. So that a lot of them will receive this, may have lots of questions on it, um, you know, and they're and they're calling city hall asking for some explanation, but we're just following up with staff time. And we want the least amount of lead ones or the most amount. Least. <laughs> we don't want to win that competition. Right. Well, what does this entail once we find all this out? That are, are we going to be forced to change a bunch of lines? They, the only thing that, the only stipulation that we're at right now is, is that uh, is that we got to do this inventory. You know, they haven't they haven't mandated replacement. They haven't said that the city needs to mandate replacement for its customers. It's uh, really just, just where we're at is the inventory phase right now. But you the homes built after a certain date don't have that problem. Yeah, we will. We will not inventory homes built after 1988. <clears throat> so if, uh, if they're built after 88 and Kate's been online and done all of the research about, about the homes that we would or would not be sending to, and so she's got that information, and and if it's after '88, they're assumed not to be led. I would think that even ten years prior to that, they wouldn't be led. <laughs> Most likely, you're right. But that was the that was the date the federal government banned them. Is that what it yeah. was? Banned lead. So I think if it went out of practice, I think years before. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Right now, it's like I say, it's the inventory. That'll take, uh, that'll be a substantial undertaking for the staff. Shoreline cleanup. We would again like to, to do a shoreline cleanup. We would look to do a shoreline cleanup on Saturday, April 22nd. And it would ask for the, uh, the city's approval to do that and the city's approval to use city equipment and city personnel. Motion. Yeah, yes. Motion. Motion. Second. I'll second. We'll call. Bolton. Yep. Frank. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Beckman. Yes. We will get that all figured out. The hometown pride is going to feed everybody. They'll, they'll do the lunch then. Yeah. Down.
Yeah, so yeah, City will buy some burgers and the hometown pride will, will do, do the remainder of the lunch. Cleanup day. Uh, is the city council again interested in, in doing citywide cleanup day? Uh, checked with, with Rudd about the time of year that we usually do this, first full week of May. They are available, well, it would be May 8th and 9th this year. And uh, so just the way it's, it's done before the applications on page 8, that includes all of, all of the rules that go along with it. It's a $10 fee to the customer. We keep a, a list of those who have paid. We send the police department out then the weekend before to check all the piles and make sure they're on the list or else have them collect payment then also. Um, yeah, then I guess the main question is whether the council wants to uh, wants to proceed with that again. I think the public's looking forward to it. All right, Chief Wade, I'll make a motion second. Roll call. Okay, Wolfman. Yep. Beckman. Yes. Frank. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Same rules as last year. Okay, City Hall custodian position, just that, uh, so Sue Barney had been our, our custodian. She uh, she has has resigned, and, and it would have been effective as of the end of February. So, so uh, Sue's no longer working for us. We would need to get a new custodian on board. And... Uh, Page nine and ten that kind of shows what what we had hoped for the job duties of, of the custodian. Um, you know, fact is that it says here that we'd like to have the custodian in twice each week to empty garbage. <coughs> Oftentimes it was done once once a week and we could still get by with that. But we would like it to be done a little bit more. Uh, really, my question to the council is: Should we advertise for that, or if I find somebody um, at the same wage that we were paying? Thanks, Sue. If we can just go ahead and get somebody hired. I'd say just go find somebody myself. I think we're all in agreement that we. Well, we need somebody, so. Everybody okay with that? No. Susie hadn't heard from her help yet. She contacted her, but she hadn't heard nothing back. It'll. It will still come back to the council then to officially hire this person. But we'll, we'll get them. We'll get them on board. Concrete project. We want to talk to you briefly about that. Look at page 11. Those were the the areas that we had identified for uh, repair jobs and and uh, the two new handicap spaces there at Market Square and, and Town Bay and the, uh, and then all excuse me Market Square handicap post office handicap. There's a bench pad down there at Town Bay and some sidewalk replacement. Then there's some work at, at Mini Golf. And then there's lots of stuff downtown. Um, so in, in front of Reflections, we've replaced the three south panels there and, and the curb and gutter, so a significant amount of curb and gutter. Corn Belt, replaced the three north panels there by the Corn Belt building, which are, are really dropped out and cracked. You see all of the, the curb and gutter repairs then that we would propose. Um, it's been raised as a possibility. There's a, how did I describe this? Uh, curb and gutter replaced seven feet in front of Lakeview uh, Dental. That That is more right in front of the uh, dental clinic. And the, the question was whether we could um, 
if we're going to replace that seven feet of, of curb and gutter there, could that be the location of where we would do this handicap uh, ramp then? It's in the middle of the block. That sounds it's in the middle of the block. Feasible. It makes sense too. Isn't it? <coughs> Isn't it further to the north of their dental building though? Mm -hmm. I think we're talking about two different ones. There's one in front of the bar and then there's one in front of basically by Brotherton Chiropractic. I seen one like right at the corner of the dental clinic and the market. Okay. Also. Could be. I didn't choose I didn't include every every well so I yeah I didn't know, so whatever works. We will find a find a place there, but it would likely be more than in front of the uh, of the dental clinic. Um, so just a couple things that as we got into preparing the spec on this, there's a lot more concrete work than than what we had, had anticipated, and I guess we would uh, expect the uh, the bids to be significantly higher than what we had thought they might be, and I'm not sure exactly what that might be and, until we would would put the bid out there. Are you, is this the bid sheet you're probably using? No. Okay. It's not, I have a, well, it's a, I have about a 10-page document that, that goes out with it. For, for specs on how it has to be done? Yes. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, and I'd hope to have that done today, but it, it's not done. Okay. But um, I do want to get that out here in the next couple of days, send that out here in the next couple of days with the idea that they would return the, uh, the bids they have less than two weeks to prepare and they would come back to the city council meeting the evening of the 20th and uh, have a completion date on that of May 26th so that, that's the Friday before Memorial Day. So it's very aggressive on that. Uh, interested in your thoughts. And are, are you willing to wait any further into the summer to have any of this work done? You start pounding that out, that's got to be done so quick. You're limiting your bidders, they're all swamped. And all that does is increase the price and less chance of it. Yep, and, and we can we can sure extend that, that time, but again it'd be a roll in the summer then. Just so long as well, well I don't stand there. I don't yeah, I agree with that, but I don't know if that they're not gonna come in and do all this in one week in you know, so what's the difference if we this is only my opinion, what's the difference if we segment it out and let them do it? You might get better responses, and then they could use it as fill work. If unless you got somebody that's you that you know that's going to come in and say, "All right, I'm going to knock this out in one week and go from one place to the next." Oh boy! I, Except yeah, I the mini golf, you know, mini golf and some of that stuff. That'd be nice practice, right? Yeah. Because we can. I thought about that too about having a couple different uh, completion dates. We'd have May 26th for the for the mini golf work and. You know, September 1st for the rest, or whatever else might be. What, where are we at with the other mini golf stuff? The the huge percentage of that project is just the carpet then. So it's carpet and, and the lighting, and then whether we're going to do anything with the relaying of the block in the in the waterway. And really those are those are the three things. We had well over half the project, to, at least money-wise, is carpet. I'm not so sure that that mini golf can be a separate item, but that's just so we can progress that along, get it done before Memorial Day. I, I can send that out as two bids. Actually, I guess sure, can do. 
because it looks pretty ready now. <coughs> One for the mini golf. It's not hardly feasible with that bridge out there, is it? No. One for mini golf and one for the rest. And I'll put like, uh, actually I'll probably put say uh, October one as a, as a due date on that. That makes more sense to me. But May 26th on the mini golf. Okay. We'll do. other things yet. Uh, summer employee applications were, were due on Friday. We did put <coughs> on, on summer employee applications for the most part. Um, we will be scheduling interviews for, for summer employees here over the next couple weeks with the intention that we would try to uh, bring a slate of, of employees back to the City Council uh, at the next <coughs> meeting on the 20th. Any applicants on Yes. We're going to discuss that here in, in a bit. So yeah, we're actually doing pretty good on, on, on that. There's a handful of applicants, and a couple of them are, are known to be really, really good. So. Um, okay, this electric project grant. There was this email at your seat tonight, this email from DGR. And it talked with, with DGR several months ago about any opportunities by through what they call this bipartisan infrastructure grant program. Here it's referred to as IIJA, that's the uh, infrastructure grant program. Um, and and really there, there's programs out there, but the federal government was looking at funding something like 10 projects, and some of them had to go to small utilities, but the, the largest REC in Iowa or South Dakota uh, Still qualified as a small, uh, as a small entity. This was a large, large, large project that that we weren't able to really put forth a good application on. So, what's happening now is the Minnesota Department of Commerce is going to get together a large project of many, many small projects around the region. So they do want to get together a project that would end up being somewhere around five hundred million dollars, and these things could could really, really be uh, good for what we were talking about too, especially our substation work. So that would be our switch gear, that would be circuit interrupters, those those types of, of things would be really great. So the grant funds 50% of the project, and uh, so what they'll do is get basically kind of like a pre-application together. And it'll, it'll identify all of these projects that's going into this large pool of $500 million projects. Identify that, submit that to the grant funder, and if the grant funder feels that that is a worthy project, then they would proceed into the next phase of the formal application. Okay, if it goes to the formal application, they would seek um, some funds from each one of the participants. Okay, it'd be $1,500. So if we get get to that point. That, uh, that they're really ready to submit this full application, it would cost $1,500, and I would 100% recommend that we would do that. Because you know, this is potentially a million dollars or more in funding for us. We can't do the whole seven million? <laughs> that, you could ask. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Can, you, can you ask? You could ask. Um, 
the or is that too big of a small project? No, they they but they want to focus on those things in the middle there, innovative technologies. So they'd be like things pertaining like to SCADA. So okay. we we provide we provide uh, propose to do the SCADA then at the substation. So SCADA and the SCADA ready switch gear, which would be that, and then looking at different types of, of switches. So it's a lot more uh, technology focused than than replacing a lot of the system. So with what we've projected so far, is this that stuff exactly the high technology stuff they're looking for? Yeah, it's very similar. Okay, similar. Yeah. And we we aren't from we didn't propose anything super cutting edge, but it it does allow us to do a lot more stuff than what we can do with technology right now. So yeah, just uh, we will keep plugging ahead on that. Really, does, does it give us a better chance to get the grant if we do something that's cutting edge technology? We, if that's what the that grant's for. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We can sure have that discussion. I mean, what? Does that make sense? The grant really looks like it's what they're trying to do is use cutting edge technologies to save on something. Well, if we had to change our project for that, why wouldn't we? Yeah, we, we sure can. We can have that discussion. I'm all for it. Yep. You need a motion on that? No. We can. We'll just keep proceeding along with it. Okay. This pretty picture about the Sock Rail Trail. The mayor and I got together with Chris Bass from from conservation, and then also with Chris Rodman from Wall Lake to have a just a more in-depth discussion about this proposal from the DNR, which has uh, you know their proposal is that the trail south of town on the berm out there by this this wetland area and past the rural water plant that. When maintenance needs to be done on that, they'd remove the, the uh, concrete trail, perform any of the maintenance, and it would go back in as a rock surface trail. And I know we've, we've had some discussion on this uh, a while back, and really just the kind of status quo on, on that, that that still is where the, the DNR is on that. Um, had a nice conversation with Pete Hildreth from the DNR today, and you remember Pete had lived here in town. But uh, a nice conversation about that. But they they still want to look at things uh, on a statewide basis, and if they have berms and dikes out there that have trails on them, they want them to be rock. And it's it's done that way for for maintenance purposes. Um, and maintenance purposes, ease of maintenance, and sustainability were were the words that were mentioned most often. But uh, the back couple pages on that, Chris Bassett put together a history of the trail. Really wanted to point out to you the the back page on the top where it says May of 2022, and that was the proposal that that uh, the Conservation Commission had sent to the to the DNR, which basically says they'll re they'll replace the uh, the concrete and they'll take care of all maintenance for for upcoming years, and that will all be done locally without any any DNR funds. And, uh, you know, it, it still just does not sway the DNR on, on where they're at right now. So, you know, Pete did say that, that he would reintroduce the concept, uh, the topic again, and, and keep talking with the other folks. Now, uh, the immediate thing that's happening on, on this is our group is getting together 
to present info to state legislators. So our representative and and uh, senator will be in Sac City, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. So it's the 18th. Why is that the right date that I just see it? Is it the 18th? Yep. So they be at the basement of Iowa State Bank there in Sac. So we will have a, a contingency there to to talk with the legislators about this this issue with the trail and uh, see where we can get on that. So anybody wanted to come discuss the trail, Iowa State Bank, 10 a.m. On, on March 18th. Will you send a reminder out that morning? I will. See if I remember to send a reminder. Yes. So is that one of the things Pardon? The bike groups, the area bike groups willing to go there? That is where the water is in that corner. So what's yeah. this, this letter that says up on top? Well, they were awarded $200,000 only for reconstruction of concrete trail and dike. Funds available starting October 23, but travel service would endanger eliminate funding. There you go. That's true. They have they have these funds, and that's what they said. They they have these funds on hand that could pay for the oh. for the repaving of it. And but if it went to uh, to gravel surface, that likely uh, would endanger that funding. It's 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 a it's tough situation with so the they they just, just curve they want to keep things out of state back files even that was apparently that because yeah, but, but at the same token it's one of few and I don't know if we're the only one but one of the very few that's concrete are and you know this this is certainly viewed as a few steps backwards then for the trailways. So, the, where the trail is over to the county road, to the, from the trail to the west, who owns that ditch area? So where are you at? Between the bike trail now and the highway. So be east of the highway, west of the bike trail. Okay. There's that ditch in there. Who owns that? So much of it is would be county county right away, and I don't know how much. But I don't know. If it's all county right away or if the property line is down the middle of that drainage ditch somewhere. Whistler was at that meeting. He, didn't, he wasn't too excited about the trail from Sac here because it would use some of the ditch. They were worried about liability. And they were yeah. all scared. The bike trail keeps people off the roads. Yes. We, we brought that up a couple of times. Bikers don't like the roads, they get killed on them. Right. And walkers and whatnot have that. Sure. How about, how about a Dean's list, Dean? All right. Well, we do our normal daily chores. Uh, we've been working on the trucks. Uh, we had the uh, chain snap on the sander. 
but so we've been working on that. Uh, we also need to work on the yellow truck because tailgate keeps opening, so that's why I put working on trucks. Um, moving snow again, I I understand is what some of the weathermen say. Um, we're going to be working with the contractor on the water main projects out here, trying to make sure we find our our lines, electric and uh, water and sewer. Uh, we'll try to get back to cutting down some trees. Um, we've been cleaning the shop because every time it snows, we got to clean the shop. Um, we are organizing the back shelves at the shop. Uh, and then uh, need to paint some stripes up on 9th Street for parking for the high schoolers. Yeah, yeah just a little bit of explanation on this because it'll look different than, than what it did. But if you remember, at least in the old days when the when the grocery store was up there, that there was diagonal. This was yeah diagonal parking spaces on the north side of the stores there, and the uh, the school is still looking for some additional places to to park cars. And kids have started to park up there now, but we look to put the diagonal parking spaces back up there. When he's painting these in, though, it, this is just painting them with a with spray can and. Uh, like marking paint that won't last as long as the price paint is see if this ends up being uh, temporary or permanent, but the, the paint will basically be temporary, and we'll see what see how it will. If we get back to uh, organized parking up there in the end, if it's utilized. We've got a mess up back right now with the frost coming out. Yep. A couple of kids got in their trucks and splattered mud all over the side of Gene Riley's house, or Bill Riley's house. Oh, neat. Most of the siding. <laughs> Where are the cops? Where were the cops? Oh, Chris was getting on that. We put the big guy on it. We're I, I can just throw him up here down on Main Street so nobody else does it yet. <laughs> He's actually made contact with a couple of parents, and they were not too thrilled to talk to him. Are we getting a lot of calls for people, kids parking in people's driveways up there too? We, we were for a while, there'd be a few, but then it, we got the handle. Well, there's only so much we can do because there's not like it's no, no parking. So you, as long as they're not blocking. As long as they're not blocking a driveway or doing something like it's so tight up there. I mean, it's just it's a mess. It's it's a mess until we get the parking lot done. It's a mess. Which I what do they say? June or July? First of June, they're supposed to start. Schools be out, so they're going to get started yeah. right away. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> get the water in. Yeah. So with with that, yeah, and we don't have the dates about when our Northwest Loop project would start yet, but they wanted to get the pre-construction meeting set, and they were looking around the 24th of March to do a pre-construction meeting, so they would kick off construction shortly thereafter, which. For the school, they that won't do work too well for them. They, I'm sure, won't be too excited about us doing it while school's in session. But for us, it works great to have the water line in before they do that uh, uh, parking lot work. Mm -hmm. That's the proper way to do it. Anything else on that, Dean? Um, electric side, they're going to be doing some tree trimming in the country. Uh, Clean the shop and equipment, helping us move snow. Plus, they will be with the contractors, you know, doing that water main. Contractors' priority. Yes. Until they get by us. Mm -hmm. We don't have the electric underground out there, do we? 
fiber optic and everybody else? Uh, on the corner of third, They're across right, the street. And in town, you do when they get out on the highway. You know, I yeah, get, on get past Quincy's <coughs> anymore. Past Quincy, fine, but there's some like Quincy yet. But you'll have to babysit till then. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Maybe that wasn't the correct word. <laughs> no, kind of is. I mean, you got to watch them. Yep, yeah, they'll cut corners. Um, my last thing is there's Sac County League, and it's this Thursday. It's Shaler host, but they're hosting it here at the dock. So uh, I don't think there's an RSVP, but if the folks are available on Thursday, social time's at 6.30. 5.30. 6.30. Okay. For, I mean, it sure can be 5.30. Do you know what the project or the program is? Something about Mid-American Energy. It may, may or may not directly affect us because we're not Mid-American customers. That's me. Okay, we move on to resolution 2311, approving the contract. Yes, yeah, so, so this is for the Evapco Water Main Project there, 175. The contract bonds, everything's in place. They're uh, included in your packet, and they then are ready for approval. I'll make that motion. Go ahead. We have some discussion on that. Okay. Um, in that, have we approved that we're going to borrow four hundred thousand dollars for debt on that? Not yet. Okay. We'll have that, dis have that discussion now. Okay. This is just on the contract and bond. All right. Second. Second. Roll call. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Goldman. Yep. Frank. Yes. Now the discussion on financing. Um, so looking at the uh, council memo there, this would just be on top of page three. So that shows the project expenses um, with the uh, construction and the engineering, all the grant administration, legal, that type of stuff. $817,000, the EDA grants that $418,000, and then we would need to come up with some funding for $400,000 proposed to be, to be TIF debt. Um, there is a, a, uh, a draft of, a, of what a schedule would look like, and that's on page 19, and that just proposes that it would be a 10-year payback on that with the funds from, uh, from e the EVAPCO expansion that certainly pays for the, for the annual debt service on that. But um, for us to proceed with that, what we would do is engage our, uh, our bond attorney and have them start to prepare some proceedings on that. So, with, we got 400 projected to have 469 thousand dollars, give or take, in our TIF fund. Correct? This spring. Yes, that's correct. So why would we borrow 400 thousand dollars if we already got the money in the account? Just the because the the funds are spoken for. You know they're committed. It's committed to that uh, community center. Project. Well, it's committed, but the community center project is not moved forward yet. Funds are not raised for the community center project, and if that does happen, then we can always issue that four hundred thousand dollars for the community center, four hundred sixty people. At that time, we're saving a year's worth of interest for sure. Just yeah. an, an understanding that I mean that would would have to happen if that so if you have that commitment, you'd follow through. With, well, we know the previous the previous council committed to that, but the. We can't. Why would we hold funds back and, and borrow money when we've got money sitting in the bank? It's that's, my opinion, that's my opinion. 
and I don't know why we borrow the money right now, and, and if a year from now we got to borrow the money, then we borrow. But you're holding money for sitting there, and then we're going to have too much in our TIF debt. The first year repayment is $21,000 interest. You might be saving $21,000 in interest for a year. That, I, I just don't follow that. I, I'm not in favor of borrowing $400,000 when we got $400,000 sitting in the bank. That we're getting nothing. And then if the community center moves forward and the funds get raised for it and all the stuff going on there, then we can go back and borrow that $400,000 and tie it back to it. Yep. Anybody's thoughts? I mean, you buy a pickup, you get $50,000 sitting in your bank account, you're going to buy a pickup, you're going to borrow 7.5% interest on it or 3.5%. And you get nothing on your money in your bank. Mm-hmm. <coughs> what does that do? Since we we voted uh, that to, to use that money, how can we how can we back up the? Is that just? Is there a procedure? Is there a procedure? It will. There is. There's process, and and what the process would look like is still again working with our bond council. We need to have a, the council would have to pass a, a resolution acknowledging the water main project and that you have incurred costs for that water main project and that there may be a future debt issuance for the water main project. <coughs> that's, just, that's just an important step that would have to occur now is to acknowledge that there be the, the uh, uh, future debt issuance on it. Right. It's, well, if the community center goes through and the funds get raised, then we can issue that debt on the water main project at that time. It, it can Does happen. Does that make sense? I mean, it can happen. That, that makes the most sense to me. Does that affect the destination on the ground and the cat ground? I say you still got to, you still have made that, you still have to, you made those commitments that yeah. that would still have to happen. We're not changing the commitment. All we're changing is when the money is being funneled out. I mean, well, the commit, yeah, because the commitment would already be there. We're committed to it one way or the other, whether we borrow it or not. Well, that go with another vote then for the council after. If we were doing what Dale says, then next time, we'll, if it does go through, like you say, then do we have to re-vote on that again, or is that since we made that commitment once? So, what I, what I would anticipate, we would have a resolution ready to come to, to the council probably at the next meeting that would say the city acknowledges the water main project and that there would be some future debt associated with that. Okay, that allows us to, to expend the city funds and be able to issue, issue debt to recoup that at a future date. This, this is this, in my opinion, has nothing to do with the project. This is the fact that we have money in the bank account, in our TIF account, that we can utilize today. And then, when that other project comes forth that's been committed to, then we can go back and borrow the money against the water main project. Yeah. So you, with an, I say it's, the understanding has to be that you're borrowing money for the water main project, 
you wouldn't be borrowing money later on for the community center project. It has to be for the waterway project. And that's why it's important to, to pass this resolution up front, acknowledging that that would happen. That's the process on it. So basically, we'd just be borrowing from the project to pay for the water main project. And then when it's true, yeah. and that'll give us time to find out where we're at on that, too. I think that'd be a right deal. Do we need a motion on that? Let, let me work with Bond Council on that, okay. uh, Dale, and, and let me come up with the, the right uh, type of resolution that would like to be presented to you next time. At the next meeting or the following meeting thereafter, you know how attorneys work. Right. He's <laughs> <laughs> got hard stuff to do. Let's go and get that done. <laughs> no, and, and this would not come from Nathan's. So it's coming right. from our Bond Council. Yeah, but I just think we, we can save $20,000 if it's a year from now. Yep, I will, I will follow up along those lines. That's been approved. The resolution's been approved. And then I will... Uh, let me talk with Bond Council on the timing of this water net. We're down to Bob Moore, easement? Yes, just that uh, at the recommendation of the city attorney, we would have an easement with, with Bob to allow that. that uh, New downtown sign to be there, and if you've seen the big blue pole is, is sitting there. It's, it's been erected there now. So um, Bob has has signed the uh, easement agreement. It does state that the city would provide a uh, an electrical outlet there, and that Bob would have utilization of that electrical outlet if need be at no charge. We need a motion to approve the easement. I will make that motion. Second. Second. Roll call. Frank? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Bolton? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay, we got a lease with Steve Wilson on Hayfield. Yeah, so this is that Hayfield <coughs> lease there at north of, of Cobblestone. So what this does then is just charges Steve $100 for each cutting that comes off of there. And then he, he would pay us the $100 after, uh, within 30 days of when that cutting was. Then the city. Can, has an out on this that we would give 30-day notice to Steve that that we would need to cut the uh, arrangement short, and that would allow us to uh, proceed with the uh, with the site grading and, and the the green infrastructure work there when we're ready to go with that. We need a motion to approve the lease. Mm -hmm. Second. I'll second. Roll call. Wilton. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Okay, the solid waste agency has been run poorly, so now we got to pay. <laughs> yeah, I guess my. I heard that Mr. Wester is going to be replaced. With that, any, any update on that, Mike? About I haven't heard anything new, but um, to John's comment, we've had a secretary that has not performed the duties as. Required. He's, there's been an audit asked for by the DNR in, for the last four to five years and it hasn't been fulfilled. Um, she hasn't sent out her quarterly statements to the cities within the county. Um, Lakeview is somewhere around 90,000. We don't have the exact figure yet. 
Oh. I, I think I am going to end up agreeing with Renee on what the on what her favorite yeah. was. Um, county wide, it's like seven hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars that hasn't been collected from the, the towns in the county <coughs> for revenue for the landfill. So we do owe that money, and it's in the, what twenty eighty agreement. Yeah, and it, it is. So there's there's. Money, money to the landfill or to the Solid Waste Association comes from primarily two sources. Tipping fees that, in our case, the contractor pays for those tipping fees. We usually don't. Um, and then there's these per capita assessments for, for each of the communities. Okay, So uh, they, they do set an amount every year that, that the cities then pay per capita. And it varies from year to year. But if you look at this sheet, that was at your seat tonight, kind of a nondescript number with my scribbles on it. That's really what I wanted to know is when we paid these. So this spreadsheet came from uh, came from Renee and laid out exactly how much we, we had paid over time. And, and I had, had told her, you know, I think that it's a little bit less than that because several of, of the payments should have been the 12,133 instead of 12,419. Well, I tell you what, I, I based that upon when we had paid some of those the previous bills and, and which quarters were paid for based upon the time that they were paid. Okay, ends up she just didn't bill for those quarters until very, very much later. So you can see the actual date when they were paid. <coughs> You know, long story short is, is that I agree with the, with her number. The amount of, of per capita assessment that the city owes is the $86,934.75. Um, we also had a bill from them for some tipping fees. Um, and I questioned $30. Uh, we were missing a way ticket on that, and, and that was not ours. So total on these, these tipping fees, which are primarily for cleanup days from, from 2021 and 22. So it'd be $3,960.52 on that, which I do agree also that we would owe. What's your thoughts on next steps, Lee? They are in the process of changing secretaries too. But they're going to pay her to train the next one. <laughs> Yes, pay her to train the next one. Yeah. I, I'm not comfortable with that. But. And I, I think we're fortunate Scott's been putting money away, so we do have the money. And, and I, I think the only good part about keeping her on the train is the fact that these audits are past due for four to five years. She's going to be the only one that knows where the paperwork's at yeah. because it's, they say it's in several different places, some in the courthouse, some out the landfill, <coughs> some in her personal residence. Is this something that the council feels feels comfortable? Would you like to pay it in a couple of installments? Um, they build this for the entire amount. Well, sometimes we have we have it in our coffers, right, in that account, right? Some of the towns don't have the money. Didn't get billed, and they didn't. They're gonna have to work with them to get them to pay. So you need a motion. Yeah, I'll make that. I'll second. Roll call. Then we go ahead and pay right now. Yeah, yeah. just get, yeah, get a little bit.
Okay. Uh, back we got the money. We did. Yeah. yeah. So we were we were paying this eighty six plus the three thousand dollars. You know, so it's right around ninety. We had our balance was at one hundred thirteen. Okay. Okay, Beckman. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Frank. Yes. Well, yep. Okay, Chief. You want to tell us about the upcoming body cameras, in car cameras? Yeah. So. Uh, I got a little sheet that everybody got, kind of breaks down what the cost is going to be. Um, I'll kind of explain what, what both packages that we have on here, what they include. Uh, if you notice on the left side, the Axon uh, body cameras, that, that's an Axon body camera and taser combo. So we typically they combo it together so you get discounts and it's able to help out smaller departments to be able to afford to have better equipment, newer equipment. Uh, you'll see like the first year it's going to be a little over, looks like 1500 or about what, 10000 10.5 for the first year. Um, most of that first year cost is like the hardware and everything like that. After that it typically just goes into the licensing agreements that you have to have in order to have these this equipment. So you see it kind of, it's a lot lower in year two and all the way down to five. Uh, the in-car cameras are the same thing, um, and it's broken down by year there as well. Uh, the tough books, that, that price is for two of them, so that's two computers. Uh, the total cost, if you look down at the bottom, the total cost for everything in the first year is around 22000 and then it's about eight and a half every year after that. Uh, the one on the, on the right, the GTAC cameras and computers, they, and the reason I put the computers in there is because GTAC bundles computers in with their, their systems that they have. I mean, you see it's a lot, a lot more. It's about 10000 a year for, for the in-car cameras and the body cameras. And then uh, their, their laptops are about 7800 bucks a piece. So. so does this stuff have a five-year warranty then? Or is this one? Yeah, everything, everything's covered for five years. Okay. Um, anything goes wrong with the, the, the cameras, anything like that, they'll replace it. And in fact, at the end of the five years, they give you new cameras. After the five years, you still have to pay for the licensing agreements. So that's something that just, it won't go away. It'll be every year you'll have to keep paying for the licensing agreements. They figured, they told me it's about, for the, the body cameras, it's 75% of the total cost of what the body cameras were, um, as is what the license agreements are. So it, it's about what it is a, a year after that first year. And it, it'll go up obviously after five years because of the, that's what they do. Uh, the end card cameras for the, for Axon, it's 50% of what, it, what, what the total cost is for that, so. Um, and this amount is in our budget for this? No. <laughs> we did. We did not budget, and we did not budget this then proposed for next year. Um, so if this is something you want to take a look at, we we sure could do it, and it and it helps out that it's that it's payable over five years. Pretty much every company is going to go to this where you got to buy these license agreements. You know, it just depends on the quality and what you want to get. Um, I know Axon. It's a really good brand. It's a really good company. Um, it works well with, you know, county uses it. It works well with the county attorney. Um, 
In fact, our cameras that we're using now are Axon cameras that we acquired from the sheriff's office. So I know the quality's there and it'll last, and I think that's what we want. These last systems that we got, I think we bought in 2019, we don't have anything that works from that. We, we have no dash cams. No dash cams for yeah, either vehicle right now. We, we haven't done It's body cams or nothing. So those need to be done. Can you uh, talk a little bit about the computer program then, Chief, and, and how you store video? So, yeah, videos, it, it's all done on a, a cloud-based type thing. They have their, their program where you put the evidence on this program and it's stored there. So they basically hold your evidence for you maintain it so nobody can get to it you know um, and that's kind of along the lines of what you're paying for as well i don't know how, can you can you explain it any better i'm good so it's basically if anybody here uses like google drive or icloud for apple it's a it's a storage on axon servers so we don't physically maintain any of the video evidence on our computers here it's stored on the axon servers they're responsible for security um, they're, I mean, they're a, a massive, massive um, law enforcement video company. They have very good systems everywhere, places all over the country use it. So we don't have to be responsible for storing any of that video physically on our computers. Um, number one, they have backups and fun backups, so we're not worried about losing them if a computer goes down. Uh, we don't have to continue to buy hard drive after hard drive to store this video. Uh, we got a new one last year, and the thing's dang near half full. So. Um, so, I mean, you're talking hard drive purchases. Um, it directly integrates with the county, with the county attorney. So if they need video, Ben can log into the system and get our body cam video without having to go through us. If it's uploaded, he has access to it. Um, it automatically uploads to the cloud. We don't have to do anything. And they have a, a cellular uh, port in the vehicle. When you get a video, you end your shift, it automatically uploads to the Axon surface. We don't have to do anything with it. So does this, does this cost include that annual service for uploading into the cloud system and storage? Yeah, this, yeah, this is all included. And, yeah. and the cell service it's for that cell? Their whole program. Their whole, the, so well, we, we have to provide the internet, which we have which we our have. internet in our cars. Yeah. Yeah. They might have to do some added equipment to it to make it to where it's yeah, integrated for them. But it'll upload yeah, all we got to do is provide more internet that we already have. So we don't have to have any more monthly fees like for an internet cell phone based internet or anything in the cards. That's our no, we, no, we have that already though. We have that yeah, already. We do pay for, for a hotspot basically. So they store this how this <coughs> keeps it forever or keeps it for Yeah, whatever we got on there will stay there forever. So if in in five years our, our department goes away, it'll still be there no matter what. Is there any grant funding available for stuff like this? We, we do, and actually we're looking at, and I've been talking to Scott about this too, uh, trying to apply for some grants. I think it pays 50% of what the cost is for the, the body camera. So, Why are you wanting four body cameras? Four? Because yeah. there's four of us. You can't get off a shift and lay it on the desk and let the next no. one? Each one is for each person. I'm not laughing at you, but it just flashes through my mind that we have to have a chain of custody. They have to be responsible for their body cams. They, they can't go missing. Right. Or we have problems on the other end in court. So, I, 
I, I wasn't laughing at you, Mike. I was yeah. laughing about, oh my God, that would be horrible. So if he, if he takes my body camera and he loses it and I have evidence on that, then... then well, yeah, but I thought you said you downloaded it when you got off your ship. We do, but it doesn't always work that way either. Okay. Right? I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at the cost and... The, yeah. I don't mean to jump on your presentation, but in the old days, there were a lot of man hours with these guys driving up, the county attorney's upset with them because they've got filing deadlines and they don't have the, the material that's in the cameras and it all had to be driven up there just like you had a prisoner or something. Right. And they can't just give it to another guy and bring it up. It's all got to be accounted for. So uh, the other thing is, I know personally, <coughs> in the last couple of years, uh, the fact that we had video of certain events such such as uh, a taser incident, uh, saved the city a lot of money in terms of defending uh, a lawsuit. And so I guess I should be advocating that way, but I know this is worth the money. So the biggest thing you're worried about is the hardware. Well, we still got to have the licensing for each person that's on our department. So, I mean, the hardware is probably the least expensive part of the whole thing. It's, it's the the license agreements and the, the amount of people that you got to have on there. Yeah. That's what's costing you the money. Does, does, um, so this helps benefit the county as well, correct? Yeah, and it'll, it'll benefit everybody. And it'll, it'll keep us from getting well, sued. Well, the county attorney's office, yeah. Yeah. And plus, for these guys to be able to communicate you know, a, a multi-department case, they all have to have the ability to communicate with this equipment too. And it's all just the like the radios, you know. Right. right. So we're, we're not, the trend in law enforcement is to get a unified Do them computers group. and them computers and you can tell where all the cops are all the time? Yeah. Can we get an extra computer? Phony <laughs> <laughs> phone call away, you know, I just gotta call and say, hey, that's what the I'm going down this road. <laughs> that's what they uh, you need yeah, tiles right. for that Tile, yeah. Or three sixty. Apple Maps are really good right now. So, I know it's a big cost. Should we get a grant and move on? Yeah, look into getting a grant. I'm all for getting them what they could, but they need and stuff. And if we can get a grant, move on. I will say this. We recently, I got a hold of this company that donated couple spike strips to us. So that's like one thing that I know was on the next budget that we don't have to worry about. So we, I am looking right. for other ways to get that money back. Um, and then could this be something we can incorporate? Our budget isn't finalized for next year yet. No, it's not. A matter of fact, it's not, it's not, it's not published yet. So I mean, we, we can add this to it. Yeah, for the in-car cameras, they're about 10 months to a year out before we can actually get them. That, that, I mean, that's the biggest reason why. It, so so this, this wouldn't come out of this year's budget anyway, come out of next year's, right? But the cameras could be here sooner. The body cameras. Body cameras, but the in-car cameras won't be here until they'll be 10 months to a year. That's, that's they're, still on, they're still on order. Though. I mean, yeah, that, that's what we want to do is try to get them ordered and get them on the way so we're not. But we could look at, a, a, you know, changing our budget stuff around. Yeah, we can break. If that's what the council wants to do to support this, 
Does that make sense? For yeah, for this one is for the body cams on page 38, and it shows the shows the payment schedule where they do have a couple of payments that would come out of this current FY23 budget year then, and then for next for next budget year you're you're paying the $4,600. The uh, $9,200 and then the $1,500 would conceivably come out of of this year's uh, budget. The you know, fact is, we got a we got a new budget amendment anyway, and this would likely just be a budget amendment that they'd add to the budget. Yeah, not, that's just body cameras in the table. So we can actually, if the council wants to move forward with this, we can do this and then change next year's budget to incorporate our budget. Yeah, we, we still us. still can. Um, so it's yes, actually two things that if these payments come out of the current year budget, we need to amend later on. And then we can still change. We can still add uh, or next year's budget. to next year's budget to uh, show account for that property. Yeah. Well, like the in-car cameras won't come out until you get them in. So if it's ten months out, that wouldn't be the next budget year anyway. Right, but I'm trying to on the paper side. Yes. The financial side of things. And then, so like. When we this is a five-year deal, when we switch vehicles, we're, we're, how much of this do they have to come back and reinstall that stuff? Then I I don't think so. I think whoever we get to upfit the next vehicle, they should be able to do that. But I'll find out for sure. I, I think it's I know they come in the first time and they'll install everything and and like I said, that's all included in this price and all our training is included in there too and on the system and on our evidence part of it too, so I mean all that training is included. Because the, the, the 56000 total price, that's over five years, right? Yeah, that, yeah that's the, the total for everything. That's the computers, the in-car cameras, and the body cameras, tapers. For five years. For five years. <laughs> Fifth year comes, there'll be new toys for you to figure out. <laughs> you know, like I said, they give us new cameras at five years, so if, if we keep going, then that's you're not paying for new cameras, you're just paying for the service. Right. 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 The service so, well, I think we should move forward. Yeah, that. I think so. And then see if we can get any grant money to help. Right. Yeah, you know, start applying. But these we'll, cameras protect the city. We can apply. It seems like as soon as we buy those things, that we can apply. We may or may not be eligible anymore. Well, this bid date's good till May. Is there anything available that we can apply before we buy? Do you put this application in as as the pre-application, and, and they would let us know whether whether we put forth a good application and if we'd be invited back to a full application. There is another grant on there too, so there's a couple different ones, but so we have we have we have at least two options I know, and I saw that this one was different than the one that we were looking at the other day. So okay. right. well, I. I'm not opposed to moving forward, but the, the quote expiration on Axon, which that's the company he has the faith in, um, is good until 515. So if we could get some grant free applications in before we pull the trigger, then pull the trigger. Does that make sense? Yeah. Trouble is, we don't, we, if we don't put it in there, it's going to be another five months. You say the body cams would be right away, right? Body cams would be right away, and the in-car cameras would be ten months to a year out. So, I, like I said, we're talking sixty days 
of trying to get the grant application in to save $10,000. Grant's got to be in by the 4th, I think, of April. The grants move terribly slow. Well, I, I know, but if we, like Scott said, if we buy it before we apply for the grant, then the odds of us getting a grant are pretty slim. But if we apply for that grant before the 4th, then we can move forward with this after that. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Oh, and, uh, and as, far, as far as the in-car cameras, we, we did sign up for STEP that provides us funds for in-car cameras. So if that's 10 months out to a year out, We'll be in step, and we should get that funding. I just haven't been approved yet, so I don't want to, you know, right. guarantee nothing. But that could potentially pay for the the car cameras when they come. We got grants out there. We just got to apply for them. Yeah. I would think a small department like ours, not saying we're small, but we're small, yeah. would have a good chance of getting them type of grants. Maybe not. They have specific small department grants out there that we've been kind of coming across too, which helps. I would say that's trying to apply for as many grants as we can and then move forward by the 15th. And that, that's my opinion. Well, that's, just, that's just me. That's somewhere right, Chris? Yeah, I, I would just like to be able to go a, agree to get the NCAR cameras going. If that's ten months to a year out, you don't have to pay. You don't pay for that until they get here. So are we screwing up our grant applications by committing to them? No, because the in-car cameras are different than the body cameras. Okay. These grants are just for the body cameras. Okay. The step program would be for the in-car cameras, which wouldn't be available until next year, anyways. Okay. So both those, none of that would be available until next year. And then we'd have a chance to get that even though we've committed that paper. Yeah. yeah. That's a no-brainer. He's back. The kind of calls you like. Okay, we have the body cams. We'd apply for grants and prepare to proceed with that. But we'd go ahead and uh, make the commitment the cams. But we're not paying them until they come anyway, right? Yep, that's what they said. Yep. Don't pay for nothing until it comes in. Would we like to make that into a motion? I'll make it in a Second? to those outages and then also talks a little bit 
about our uh, inspection program. I'll let Jeff talk about that here in a little bit. Um, fact of the matter is, this is a boilerplate that IAMU had prepared, and, and we had to answer about six or eight questions to, to fill in the boilerplate. And we will uh, we will provide this to the state, and we'll be compliant in that regard. Um, does this change any any way that we operate? Not necessarily. Sure doesn't. These are things that we were doing um, doing anyway. So, uh, but we do need to have the city council approve this, and we will get it filed. We'll need a motion to approve. I'll make a motion to approve it. Second. Second. Roll call. Frank. Yes. Eckler. Yes. Bolton. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I did ask Jeff. You're not going to be able to get off that that easy. That he would talk a little bit about our inspection program, then, because this is uh, We're basically this is the doing the things have. they're asking for already. I mean, what we do is we do a section of our whole system every year. You, you do a tenth. So every ten years, you've done your whole system. So and we've been doing it for years already. Yeah, this is a this is a requirement for for most things associated with the Iowa Utility Board. Municipal utilities are exempt. We're not a rate regulated utility like that. We don't have a whole lot to do with the utilities board. But on the safety side of things, the utility board supervises everything. Yeah. So we, we are required that we got to do this inspection program, and they do send out uh, their inspectors. Then once a year, they'll they'll come out and check uh, to make sure that we are complying with our own inspection plan. And we just got to keep records of it. So like yes. hypothetically, you're driving around and checking poles and rural lines. Yeah, like I say, you take a tenth of your overhead line of the whole system, take a tenth of it this year, next year you do a different <coughs> Same with the underground and town. So like when you're out doing the inspections, you know, I know you can drive down the gravel road and look up and say, oh, looks good, you know what I mean? But No, you've you got to get out. Do we have to log out it? And do a hammer test to the pole and, I mean, there's stuff. But do you, do you have to log that? Yes. Yes. Put that on file. Yes. That's, that was my question. There is, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a checklist for each poll that you, you get out and we mark that you've that you tested it. Right, but then we keep that in a file yeah. somewhere so when that, the, yeah. their inspectors come, they can look and boom, yes. there it is. Yep. There we go. Okay, we have a arrangements for grade two water distribution. Yes, so you are. Know, how we were going to proceed with certification for grade two water distribution was that uh, that we were going that Tommy Gross had his grade one and Tommy was sitting for his for his grade two and that's how we'd be able to uh, meet the requirement to have grade two water distribution guy. Of course, Tommy has has since moved on, leaves us with nobody on staff then that even has a grade one. <coughs> but we we uh, on page 44 of the packet was a. A letter from the DNR about the mandate for us to have a, a certified grade two water distribution guy, and uh, this had needs to occur then no later than April 3rd. So really, what we'd be looking at is having an affidavit operator or somebody else come to help us out with that. I've given you a proposal in in the packet. Then uh, Dale was in earlier today, and we were talking about other other communities, and basically would. Uh, basically, would Wall Lake be interested? Could we utilize Wall Lake's uh, water certified water distribution guy? So the first thing to know is is that 
whether Wall Lake has a grade two water plant, which they do, and then they have a certified uh, a certified grade two water distribution uh, employee, and then I talked with uh, with the DNR about that and, and what's involved then with utilizing employees of, of other cities, and they really do look at that just very very similar to an affidavit operator that uh, we'd be utilizing the same type of procedures that that. Uh, we would propose here. Then, uh, then the, the third thing it would be: Would Wally be interested in doing this? So I did talk with Chris Rodman about this. Chris was really interested in in uh, a chance to to help us back and forth. But that's where it then ended as of today, of course, because these discussions just occurred today. I don't have any proposal from them about what uh, what that might look like as far as the cost or anything like that. So. We have, currently today, we have nobody with a grade one or two water distribution. Correct. And, and what's the procedures to get the grade one and grade two? Or qualifications? Um, to go, like, uh, I would be able to go ahead and take the grade one test. So is it, so when you say you are able to, so can Or if, if one of the other guys uh, had six months experience in a 30 hour class, they could go ahead and get a grade one. They have to get the grade one before they get the grade two. Um, and a 30 but hour class. If, well, but, when you say 30 hour class, it's a class that you have to attend for 30 yes. hours? Yes. Um, Matt can go ahead, he could technically go take the test right now with his years of experience and his master plumber. Uh, but he said he wants to take the 30 hour class. Wasn't that discussed when we hired him the second time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, to go ahead and proceed through the, through the training process, yes. And how long has he been on staff? Just two months. October. So no, that's last fall. less. Less than October. Was Matt hired? Both hired. Both hired oh, same <clears throat> and what was your requirement when you was hired? Wasn't you supposed to have this? Water one and two and wastewater mm -hmm. all taken care of within a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. True, six months. Uh, so this is before. I'm sorry, Mike. So once you get the grade one, mm -hmm. then you can go and take the grade two test. After after a certain amount of time. How do you I know what that is? What that is? Two years. So the reason I'm asking these questions, so whatever agreement we're going to move into, we're going to have somebody at a minimum of two years. And be there a long time. And right. Unless, uh, you know, the, the guy who could get things taken care of the quickest would be Dean. Mm -hmm. Or um, Matt could conceivably sit for a grade one and then turn around and, and take grade two right now. Because he's got the experience as well. Lester doesn't. Yet, correct. It's not correct. And who else? So that's it. That's it. <laughs> Unless we get a person hired, that's going to be Public Works as, as well. As that, the, that would have experience. Well, the Public Works and the buildings and grounds. Eventually. Yeah, but if we have this new person we hire has water experience, mm -hmm. then he could step in right away. Otherwise, mm -hmm. he's got to get 
six months experience before he can. And, and, and then the 30 hours. Otherwise, if you don't have a 30 hour class, it's a year. We did sign up less to take a 30 hour course. Water treatment. And that was treatment. So we, he's, he's really excited about that. We've paid coaches before to come down too, right? This, so the guy that we took a proposal from on the affidavit operator has been down here to mentor Dean. Yeah. And, and then Chris, when you talked to Chris today, did he say any more about sharing that? About the operator? Yeah. That he personally is real interested in it and he needed to talk with, of course, the elected officials about that. And was, and was going to do that, I just don't have what the response was yet. Okay. But he, he was like, so he, he was very interested. Good opportunity to share back and forth. Sorry, Mike, I interrupted what you were saying earlier. No, I'm just look, looking at what it's going to cost the city, you know, and Dean supposedly was supposed to have this done six months after hire, I don't know how long you've been on now. Two and a half years? Not quite two. You know, it, it should have been handled. Now we're costing the city more money. It's... It needs to be made a priority is what you're getting at. Yeah. And, and so, when did you say you're taking that test? The 20th of March of this month. For the grade two water distribution? Water. Wastewater. Wastewater. But we talked, so what my questions I was asking earlier, this grade one and grade two, is that wastewater or water distribution? We're two and everything. But I'm taking the... What, so isn't there two different qualifications we need here? So just knowing that there's going to be three licenses that, that we got to have. On the water side of things, you got to have a water treatment license, and you got to have a water distribution license. Both of those being grade two, and you have to have a grade one before you can get a grade two. And then on the wastewater side of things, just the one license, it's a wastewater uh, two license there too. So Dean has a wastewater one, okay. and then he's sent for the wastewater two uh, exam on the 20th. And, the, and you do have the grade one water distribution? No. So we have nobody that has a grade one or two water distribution? Okay. That's correct. correct. Yep. Okay. But you're mm -hmm. eligible to take it. After, but the one you're going to take on whatever day you said. The 20th is the wastewater. Wastewater. Two. Because you have the wastewater one. Correct. On the 20th. So after you take that on the 20th, then you can concentrate on the grade one, right? Correct. And then go to the grade two. Correct. <clears throat> So, we have till April 3rd to get this done? We do. Um, if you want to hold off until the until the next council meeting, we can have a, a more information from Wall Lake. That would be the 20th of March. Well, then that's up to the council. To me, it, and I brought this up to Scott today, because it seems feasible for us to use some synergies between Wall Lake and Lakeview. They're using our police services. Why can't we use some of their services? you know, why we're in this situation as well until we get that. That's what thought made more sense to me. And they're five minutes away if we really need something instead of out and far away. So do we advertise for it? Is it in the case of a 
somebody with a grade one or a grade two. I mean, I'm just when we're looking for the grounds person, you mean? Or a con you mean a contract services besides using the other one that we got the quote from? Well, no, just advertise to hire somebody. Just see what's out there. But I know Carol got a couple guys from Brita, from what I understand. So you know, I know Jesse Carroll's got. <coughs> I don't know if it's grade one and grade two of water. Okay. He, I mean, he was working out here at the water, the real water, for every Friday for a year, and then taking his test, taking schooling, and taking tests. And, but whether well, or not that, he's got time to help, either I don't know. And that's the next question: Can we partner up or use the synergies of the real water people? All you got to do is sign off. They don't come and inspect anything, do they? You know, it's using, using an affidavit for the different types of operations. It kind of varies by what type it is. If we were using an affidavit operator on the water plant side of things, they'd have to physically uh, be Once here. Week. and uh, And they have to be witnessing things that are going on. They physically sign the monthly report that goes to the DNR. On the water distribution side of things, there's nothing to sign. We just need to give them, give the DNR a notification of, of who the affidavit operator would be. And then if it's an affidavit writer on distribution, then you call them if there's a bad thing that happens underground or, you know, low water pressure or something like that. I mean, so Jason Meredith is probably a grade one and grade two. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I'm, yeah, yeah. And then you got a, a bomb over, no. Bob Meyer, kid that's working out there that's probably certified by now. My neighbor That's here in town, yeah. Nope. So, I mean, so like what Kenny said, maybe we reach out to some of them folks and see if they have any interest in signing a contract with the city to help with those services. Instead of, and I'm not saying anything bad about the person from Newell, I don't know him in any way, shape, or form, but for Wall Lake, because we're in this for two years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, we've got to. Get the commitment. I think that's our first. Uh, if it's with all light, the number one priority is that. Hey, just like you said, two years till we get them. Then that means Dean's got to get on somebody to. Well, and it should push push it forward. Really, it could be a lot less than two years too. It could. Yeah. I mean, because Dean is he got the experience. So once he passes his grade one, he can go for the grade two right away. Looks like you're gonna do some study. Well, and it should have been, no fault to anybody, but it should have been done a long time ago. Oh, yeah, you have COVID in there, too. Yeah, but COVID, you can study from COVID. Well, sure, but you can take tests. Yeah. For a year, whatever year. About a year. But, and you know, so we, we just need to get moving forward, and it needs to be moved up on a list, a high priority list. Yeah. Matt said he wants to take the distribution first. I think we should have more than one guy. Yeah. That would be yeah, my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, all the guys in the youth. Yeah. All the guys all three. need to be all teams in everything. Yeah, I, that, <coughs> I think it's got to reach out to some of the other folks. What do you guys yeah. Make them all. Yeah, sure. Talk with uh, Jason and Tyler. Jason, Tyler, Wallet. Wallet, and see, see what options we got. Yes. Because we might have well, to split them up. Who knows? 
It's, uh, I guess you do know that you have an, uh, a, an option with that with the affidavit operator out of New Orleans, wherever he, wherever he lives. Because I do, I want to have that discussion with you too. Because the, there's two proposals in the packet, and one would say to be a water distribution affidavit operator is $200 a month, and and that's and we would just pay for that service. Okay, <laughs> we need to be thinking about about what happens, you know, on the off chance that the dean is not successful when he takes his, his exam. Because the DNRs made that very apparent to us then that they they're not cutting cutting us any additional slack after that. And then we would need to have an affidavit on the uh, on the sewer side of things there too. And that's the six hundred dollars that's six hundred dollar a month. On six hundred dollars would be water distribution and sewer. You better be taking your study book to the library and everything. I mean the toilet. <laughs> Get that thing passed. Um, so it's not a combination of two and six. It's just it's two or it's six. And if it's six, it includes both the water distribution and the sewer. So if Dean doesn't pass and we work out does Wall Lake have the water distribution? No. Well, excuse me. Water distribution, yes, but not the sewer. You know, they they have a great one lagoon. Wall Lake's not going to solve all our problems. No, I'm just trying to think of. I thought maybe I didn't know we needed two different. We're going to need two different personnel. You or need the guy who's certified in both in the two it, different things. It could conceivably be the same person, right? Everybody's good with the direction we're going? I will do some more research on uh, additional affidavit operators and more info in the morning. Okay, building and grounds for me. Yes, so just, yeah, just, uh, so I included that uh, the job description in your packet. Just any any comments on that? And then I got about two things that I really need uh, affirmation on. The first thing would be pay scale. The pay scale is proposed to be the same pay scale that we would use for our public works employees. Comments on that? And then uh, so I do so this parks person? Yep. is in charge of building maintenance as well? Yeah, technically. Responsible for building maintenance in all city buildings including plumbing, wiring, painting, and carpentry. Why is the parks person in charge of plumbing and wiring at our city buildings when we have public works department and electrical department? Um, they like Eric would would do a lot of, of easy plumbing work down at the at campground. He would do it. He not, again. He did not do much on the electrical side at all. Well, again, we have an electrical department and we have a public works department. Why would our parks department be in charge of that? I'm just asking the question. As the buildings and grounds for buildings and grounds for. Okay. So this new person, whoever it may be, might not have any experience in replacing a light switch. 
So then does he contact Jeff's department? And he or, you know, or work with you? They do have to work together on that. That's my question. And we got a plumber for the... I was going to say, we just paid an extra plumber to... Just remember that. That's true. There are two different jobs. We have we have other people helping you that can replace a light switch. Correct? Because you did say we contract out all of our line stuff. If you want to get technical. So we don't need a lineman then if we're going to contract it out. But if you guys can't change the light switch, then I guess we need to have a little dis different description of the... Of the I'm just telling you, to get her job. I'm not arguing that. I'm just making a statement. Because everybody thinks we're electricians, which not technically we're not electricians. But you follow what I'm saying. I follow what you're saying. Do I agree 100%? <laughs> Anyway, my, my two questions deal with, with wages. The wage scale would be on page five there. And uh, we would intend to, to follow follow that wage scale. Um, my other specific question deals with residency requirement. Within that job description, it does still have a 10 mile, 10 year mile residency requirement. Your thoughts? Well, we've, we haven't ever done anything about the last police officer that was outside the 10 miles. That never was brought up again. Very true. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just been uh, you know, allowed to exist. I don't think we changed the, the radius. Uh, it, only, I'm one of five. My opinion is we don't change the radius until it gets to a point where it is. We are losing so much What's the right word I'm looking for? Interaction with our community by not living in the community. And I think what he's trying to say is three-fourths of our citizens don't know who our police officers are in town because we don't live within the community. I just heard the other day that from Emily at the donut shop that the last new guy that came, Christian, took him around and introduced him to downtown. But that's the first time I've heard of that ever happened. That's good. Yeah, that was So, uh, applications for the buildings and grounds foreman position is due on this Friday. Well, it's open until it's filled, but we have first review after this Friday. Uh, anyone interested in serving on a hiring committee? How soon are we going to interview? Next week. It would be right away the week of the 13th. I can help. Mayor would be there. Yeah. I'll go there. One more. Okay. I I'm not sure I'm going to be around next week, so. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Mike and, and uh, White. Okay, great. That's it on my stuff. Motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. I'll second. Being adjourned.